Hey, everybody, and welcome to Singles in the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the chief of Serial, and the sigil of the FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Dog, your competitive correspondent. And I want to say for the record, <laughs> Kicker was not responsible for the late start. That was my, I was, was not my, responsible was for the fault. late start, people. It was, it was entirely our tech priest in the yeah. background. Oops. Um, we still love him. We still love him. For, no, it's no, it's nice. officially my first show back after vacation. Yeah, I'm allowed is, to make mistakes. Is. Okay. This, is, this is our tech priest. Thank you, tech priest Dickie. It is good to have you back, man. Um, Seth, it's we good to see you, you as always. Um, I, I have to brag, dude. I've been playing a lot of Kill Team and having yeah. way too much fun. Yes. How dare you we, have fun? Don't you yeah. know that Wargaming is not fun? <laughs> Wargaming is not fun. We don't do this uh, yeah. for pleasure at all, right? This is purely a labor of love. No, no, it's been fun. I, I've, I've been playing more and more Kill Team. I've been playing the Into the Dark one, the uh, the new close combat one, and it really makes me think of like Counter-Strike or some sort of SWAT team busting in. Yeah. And it's totally different than 40K and a wonderful weeknight you know, experience as opposed to spending a whole you know, three hours I'm just going and, and, and having dinner with my wife and son and then going meeting up with a buddy and, and rolling some dice. So, so that's been a lot of fun. But more importantly, Seth, as you know, we have a nice little uh, competition going on right here. We do. Said, let me describe the competition that we've. That oh, we've okay. on here. Well, yeah. well, Kicker and I are both painting up the new faction, Leagues of Votan. Yes, and, we are uh, original Votan. We are. We are longtime original Votan players. Both of us. Both of us, right here. Yes. Um, <laughs> Long time. And we we are comparing our uh, progress. So Kicker here has painted up three lovely uh, pioneer bikes. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're listening it. to our podcast, you should be watching our podcast live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You not only get the cool visual assets, but you get to be part of chat. And chat tonight, you're going to be very important. We're going to be rolling yep. out a, a, quite a few questions we're asking you that will help determine the future of our wonderful hobby. But for right now, we're talking about hobby stuff. And yes, Seth, I have been busy taking on the challenge of who can get to 2,000 points of beautifully painted whoa, space Whoa, 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 why, yes. why, why is it all got to be about numbers, man? Why can't well, it be about quality? Quality. Because I know there's no way in hell I will be able to compete on the quality <laughs> of the paint job. So I'm trying to at least beat you to the 2,000 point mark. Uh, and yes, I have been working on some secret project that I can't share just yet. So I'm only able to show you three models, these three pioneers that I've basically finished up. I will have plenty more for next week, though. All right. So, All right. Yeah. What do, what do you think, Seth? I, do you, too I, much going on with his miniatures? There's a lot of stuff on the on the pioneers or bikes. I was wondering. Yeah, what you I mean, thought. I think they're fine. I I enjoyed building them. I know there's been a lot of complaints about how like many parts there are in that kit, but it's fine. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't paint mine up, but I will tell you that mine are we'll see, uh, we'll my see. three bikes are primed and base coated, just waiting for me to see what you put up this week, <laughs> just so I could uh, have an, an idea of where to go from here. Yeah, well, so so you and I were talking before the show about do you paint them with the riders on or or or, or hold them off for a while yeah. and, and do it as a separate I set? Of, built yeah. the first set with the riders on to see how it goes. Yeah, and and previously this is my third. Um, army that has, I guess, mounted troops, troops riding some sort of vehicle or beast. I've gone, you know, squig, uh, squig yeah. riders, and I've done uh, the Admet cavalry. And previously, I've always built them with the riders off and then put them on. And I think that allows me to get a really beautiful paint job. But on these miniatures, it's actually very easy to paint the rider and while they're glued onto the model. So I don't yeah. think there's a need to do a several. Right. Well, I'll, I'll do it and see how it goes. And I'll report back uh, next week, I guess. I, I, I got to tell you, Seth, though, that on these pioneers, you have a lot of little bits you can glue on there. You know, you have mm -hmm. these like canvas roll saddlebags you know, like saddle like 
you don't have to put them on there and it will save you a shit ton of time. I put every single bit on there because I wanted these guys to be kind of cool yeah. and look really rugged. And I think they look cool, but wow, all my time was spent painting all the little, you know, the little random gear. The nooks and crannies. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if that was worth doing if I'm going to do another three of these. What about you, Seth? What have you been up to this week? Um, well, I've continued my horror movie kick. Um, course, I think yeah. since I was... Ooh, excuse me. Since I was on last week, I think I watched. I finished off all the Friday Thirteenths. All um, right, nice. Uh, I I actually enjoyed Jason X because it was kind of like realized how stupid it was at that point. Um, <laughs> I uh, I watched some more of the Halloweens, kind of getting myself ready for Halloween ends this weekend, and then I started watching the Scream series. I've enjoyed that, but uh, yeah, I also uh, painted up another uh, ten uh, hearthkin. You can see them here. Um, remember, I, I'm doing the magnetized crystals for my squad marks, so yeah, yeah, I decided yeah. to try out a set of red crystals. They actually came out pretty well. I like. Yeah, them. it looks beautiful, man. Um, are the crystals? Are you buying them colored? Or are you painting these? Crystals? No, I'm buying them clear, and then I'm using um, actually Army Painter uh, speed paints over top of them and then i'll seal them with a gloss coat um, Dude, to kind of give them the shiny it. crystal look love so it. yeah it, they've been working really well and they're they're pretty cheap for like a you know a pack of hundreds so um i think it'll be a nice way for me to be able to kind of as the game you know changes over the next few years and yeah. different war gear becomes more important than others become kind of redundant you know be able to switch up my squads um you mentioned kind of war gear so i'm going to point so seth if you guys are new to our show and you're not really familiar i am uh, very much a hobbyist and enjoy the game competitively, but I'm not quite as competitive as my wonderful friend here, Seth. Seth, um, why, looking at your models, it looks like you gave the L7 rocket launcher and a power sword on, uh, what's, what's going on there? Is that a, is that a, a hobby no, no, choice or is that no, a No, no, the, the rocket launcher is yeah. over on, in, on the screen here. It is on the left-hand side of the image. Um, he does not have a sword. The sword is on the Thane. No, sorry, sorry, not to confuse it. Yes, you have two models: one with a rocket launcher, one with a power sword. Why did you choose to bring that a war gear? I guess like is well, right now I'm just building all the special weapons because <laughs> I'm going to end up building more uh, bolter guys yeah. and, and yeah. ion guys than I need. Um, and but right, basically, yeah, right now I'm just kind of building all the special weapons. I don't okay. really know. I don't have an army list in mind. I don't have a definitive. This is what I'm building towards. I'm just kind of building and painting. And yeah. kind of seeing where the army takes me right now. Cool. And 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 I do have to severely, severely, significantly. I don't know. I have to applaud your power sword there, dude. That is a gorgeous power sword. Uh, that should go into our like a hobby. Like you should do a tutorial on that because that green. I, blur, uh, yeah. It didn't. It's it looks fine as from a tabletop standard, yeah. which I am okay. trying to paint this army at a tabletop or maybe a little above yeah. tabletop standard. Uh, but when you get up close, it isn't. It's maybe not as pretty. Okay. Well, I think the choice of a green power sword. I know it's kind of going okay. with your lenses. You don't really see green power swords that often, and it looks really, yeah, really it definitely cool. pops. I like it yeah. popping. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah, sweet. Let's do this. All right. Well, kicker. Let's, uh, yes. let's see if uh, did old GW kind of preview any new products lately or release anything lately? Oh man, just just let's just see. Uh, should we talk about? Gar Guard, maybe? Should we talk about these guard? The guard, guard are gorgeous, man. There's something yeah. before guard, though. Okay, let's, okay, okay. Let's before not forget about that. our lovely AOS friends. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk about King Broad. Uh, Broad Brood? King Brood? I, uh, King was, Giant Kit is what he is. King Giant Massive Blow You Out of the Water Kit that is ridiculous. It's heavy. It's 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 a chore to pick this kit up. Um, I was generous. <laughs> it's physically a challenge. No, uh, GW is uh, generous enough to send me a, a, an advanced copy of this new giant Gargant, and he is massive. It is got to be one of the larger. Kids. Is is it larger than your child? It is. Yes. No. He is definitely larger than my. I mean, my <laughs> child is small though. He is. He is a tiny, tiny human being. Uh, but but this 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 I guess Gargan this King Gargan model. 
Um, it's kind of cool because it allows you to have all the different variants in it. So it's kind of like the Canis Rex Imperial Knight. Remember, you get the Canis yeah. Rex model, yep. but you could build every single type of knight from that. Same with this Gargant. So yes, it is King uh, B R O D D <laughs> Broad Brood, um, but it allows I'm you to build any broad because broad. Brood would be two O's. Right? Yeah, well, I can't spell. I'm a good Southerner. I don't. I don't know language words. This is too complicated for me. Well, um, I'm from the North, and I'm yeah. here to tell you how to talk, boy. <laughs> no, so so it is a it is an impressive model. It gives you the opportunity to build all the different variants of this of this gargant but what's really really cool is all the little detailed bits and pieces in there so you're going to get a lot left over that you can play with for any sort of other army if you just want to do some cool kit bashes or conversions so very excited to see these on the table and i'm sure that you will be seeing them soon because they are up for i, I think pre-order was last week so you'll be able to pick them up uh this weekend should be, yeah street date should yes. be this week uh but now can we we we, we don't have photos well, i mean we can pull up some photos but we should well, probably talk about another tech priest may may have already can, can you pull up a uh, our tech priest is very much a fan of a particular uh 40k army maybe we can talk about that new that new release seth i'm sure you saw it right yeah it's guard it's guard right? it's guard it's guard, guard. Yeah. before we get to the guard man we have to talk about the corn dude oh that's what he likes thing. is that what our tech priest oh, loves yes, i thought it was is. guard there we go look at that gorgeous <laughs> hey, gorgeous model sticky what do you think oh, about oh hey thing? guys uh obvious hey. uh, obviously uh, this is the only thing i looked at during <laughs> the previews and it was like why do they always put the corn stuff at like the complete end yeah, it's like we oh, we forgot about this. Let's just yeah. throw it in real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's super awesome. Uh, Can we describe the miniature for those that uh, don't have the visual elements here and, and maybe maybe don't know what the hell this thing is? Yeah, an angry space cow. Yeah, uh, is ridden <laughs> by a man with uh, ego issues. Yeah. Uh, he's grumpy. You heard it all, first, yeah. I mean, let me let me space paint you it's a more picture. Of a space rhino, really, though, right? It's yeah, a, yeah, it's, I, well, space cow, space rhino. I think the juggernaut, space of manatee. Corn, I think the juggernaut of corn has been around long enough for people to <laughs> to know what it is. So it's, it's a juggernaut right, of corn. Man. But the the interesting thing about this one is he has a chainsaw uh, attached to his front horn because he wasn't yeah, killing enough. That's so yeah. freaking cool, man. He's I so love cool. it. I love it. Uh, but this uh, this guy's a named character, and they kind of alluded that there was going to be a generic option, a generic Ooh. character option in the kit as well. Uh, I'm awesome. Both. Finally, worthy opponents for my beast bosses on Squeezor. <laughs> I, th I think that's a great. I think actually that's something that we talked about doing the other day, Seth. Is that we're oh, gonna yeah. have a one-on-one -on -one mono a mono <laughs> yeah. battle. Match. We're gonna uh, death battle. Death battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey guys. Okay, real real quick poll, instant focus group question, guys. Tech priest, you're here. We got Seth here, guys. At LVO, we always do the big the the big night. You know fight yeah, basically yeah. you can bring this giant you know knight should we do something similar but like the warlord fight where you get to bring your primark or your beast mm. boss on squigger sorry no do you think there's a opportunity for that no no maybe i don't know i don't know do but we we do have adam camillary in chat oh. saying metallic bovine enthusiast is his official job title <laughs> metallic um, bovine Kelsey also brought up a good idea a, yeah, yeah, a possible thursday test stream of some mm. of our our uh We'll call it death battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stick with yeah. death battle. Yeah, yeah sure. I love it. I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> well, so so that is a pretty cool model. And GW has been doing the the, the combo kits, right? So you can get yeah. a generic care a generic model as well as a character from one kit. We got it with yeah, the Botan. We had it with the got it with Botan. We got it with the Orcs. Yeah, so yeah. They, they've been doing a lot of that lately. So yeah. I would not be surprised to see that kit have a dual build option for a generic Juggerlord. 
Okay. <laughs> now, now we got to talk about something I'm really, really, really excited about, guys. The guard. The guard. Oh, the guard. Let me go oh, the guard. Let me go the guard has the formally, picture. officially, it, it's with all fanfare, been released, at least in part, so we know what Pre- a lot they of have been previewed. Like. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I am kind of frustrated. I wanted to get photos of the, of the tanks. We don't have photos of the new tanks or official photos of the new tanks, but we get to see the new infantry kits, and they are gorgeous. I really didn't think that they. You know, I didn't think they could make them that much better, but they're they, just they definitely made them a lot more dynamic. They've got yeah. a lot more poses with them moving yeah. and running yeah. now. Could, um, I really like the new um, heavy weapon teams. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, look, yeah, they cool. look a lot nicer now. Yeah. Than yeah. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. The heavy that, weapon that teams and then the, definitely the new, a glow up. super heavy weapon team. So you have your standard heavy weapon teams like mortars and rocket launchers and auto cannons, but then they have the, the giant heavy weapon teams. So those are like the, the biggie size Laz cannon and the weird mini basilisk <laughs> the, thing. The, the biggie, biggie size Laz cannon. I don't know. They called it an overcharged Laz cannon. So I'm excited for those because they're like- I know. Like those- I just imagine the guardsman is like, he walks up to like the armory <laughs> and he presents his requisition slip for a Laz cannon. And like the tech is like, would you like to biggie size that? Just fries and a shake. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh man, I, I, I got a few extra bucks. I might as well. Yeah, might as well. Right, right. It, it is cool though. This is a lot like the, I don't know the. We'll talk about orcs, like the the grok guns, right? Like yeah. the the mech guns. Ooh. Having you know all these little all right, characters kicker. walking around. It. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Question. Shoot. Yes or no to knee pads. I gotta say a strong no. I really strong agree. no to yeah, anti knee pad over there. Anti knee pad. You know right. what the problem is, and and once again, this could just purely be the way that they've been painted, or um, so it might not be the actual model itself. But they just stand out too much. In it's just this little blob of green on the rest look, of the khaki look, color. Look, you do not want to take a bolt gun to the knee. All right. No, no, no. That we is have painful. heard from other adventurers how <laughs> how injuries to the knee could be detrimental to your career. So I think we need to protect the knees. So, so those not in the loop, one of the most controversial things about these new infantry models for the for the guard army are the Aston Militarum are the are the knee pads. All the basic infantry have uniquely positioned knee pads, but no other armor on their torsos yeah. or legs. So much much weird. like I asked LVO attendees to hug John Quinnell, yeah. I want <laughs> viewers to give Kicker a light tap to the knee <laughs> just uh, when they see him, just to remind him the, the functional protection of, of a knee pad. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe kicker should. Oh, oh, hey guys. So I I was, I was like, the knee pads are really important. Like, it's not comfortable when you're on your knees on the gravel. (laughs) It's not. It's not. So it's. It makes sense that they would have knee pads. It doesn't make sense they would have not a lot of armor everywhere else. But I mean, yeah. Like this guy, I mean, okay. this guy's like, shoot me in the chest and the knee, and I'm okay. Yeah. Anywhere else, it's bad news. <laughs> I, I think that's the problem. There's, is no, there's have... nothing important in the thigh. You yeah, can get uh, shot in the thigh all day. It's fine. You, you <laughs> are the closest thing to a medical professional on this show, Seth, considering that you work on birds. So yeah, so if you're saying that the thighs don't need to be covered, then that's that's fine. Ooh, ooh, um, we've got a good one from chat from Alex uh, Chilver, waiting okay. for someone to kitbash a skateboard onto Guardsman now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, if you're in chat, Tell us, knee pads or no knee pads? What, what yeah, do you guys where, think? Where does, where does everyone land? There's been a lot of pro knee health. A lot of pro I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important. I mean, I guess it is important to so carry your knee. What about, what about um, the commissar? Because this one, this model's uh, hotly ooh. contested. Some people yeah. hate it. Some people love it. I mean, I, I love that guy. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. 
I was. He okay. looks like someone I don't want to mess with. He's no, not no, very no. polite looking. But but Seth, you and I both know that faces are pretty difficult to paint, and I'd say the vast majority of people kind of just gloss over the faces. Like the detail on this contrast is the face. paint, contrast paint, contrast paint. The detail on this is the face, and and everything else is kind of you know kind of bland. Like look at his tactical rock. That is the smallest tactical rock we've seen. Exactly. Any he doesn't yet, need a large tactical rock to be intimidating. <laughs> he doesn't need. He doesn't need the rock. Um, I think we need to talk about something really really important. I zoomed in on this. Literally the first time I saw the photo of, of the, I guess, the full squad uh, placed out on that, I guess, cinematic you know battlefield there. Mm. Did you see the squad sergeant for the basic infantry? Did you zoom in and see the weapon that guy's running? I should have posted no. shared a photo with with our tech priest. Um, it's it's you have to like really zoom in, but the squad enhance. sergeant obviously he has enhance a, enhance 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 right. The squad sergeant obviously can have a, a chain sword and a las pistol like normal, but. Mm-hmm. One of the squad sergeants in the group photo, that's the group photo up there. Look up top more, a little to the left. Yeah. The guy has, it looks like a submachine gun. It could be a, it could be a bolt gun, but it looks like. It's probably a bolt gun. It's probably a bolt gun. Because I remember like somewhere in previous codexes, you had the option of giving a bolt gun to some guardsmen. It was yeah, and it was so weird. So you can tell he's a sergeant because he has a cap, not a helmet, and he's in, and if you look very very closely, you can even see kind of the stripes on the shoulder. But he has a drum fed gun that is not a las gun, and it's two handed. And I'm like, well, whatever that is, it looks badass. So I'm stoked for whatever you know. You once we see this guy, the, 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 the guy like kind of right in front of the mortar thingy, right? Yeah, exactly. So sure. so if, oh, okay. if you go, go on, yeah, there you go, right there, right in front of the mortar thing. So I don't know. I'm just excited because obviously this new um, sprue is going to have a bunch of cool bits on there to allow you Definitely. to customize this this squad. Um, Seth, uh, do we want to talk about anything else regarding new models? Am I missing anything here? Uh, they got they got the new Sentinel. It it yeah. I, I guess I can't tell a huge difference between that and the old Sentinel, but um, there's definitely going to be. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot more coming. They haven't shown us everything yet. Um, we so know. I'm, I'm looking forward to to the guard getting getting back in the game, and and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, but this? kicker, what this? What, what's what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? this? this end of the reveal. Oh, okay. So, so why don't you speculate? I mean, you watched the end of the I haven't, I haven't watched this yet. You haven't watched this? Well, what? it's currently playing right there in the background. Oh, uh, let's yeah. bring Tech Priest Dicky in because he's going to care more about this. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he is a disembodied voice this week. Yes. Yeah, okay. He, he put the body in the shop for the week. So we okay. just get the brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What do you think this is? So at the end oh, this of is, the this is the new campaign that they announced, right? No, 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 no. It's there is a new campaign. What? Campaign. What? But this it's is a new army. Yeah, that looks like Abaddon. How did you I think that's this? just Abaddon? Are you guys crazy? Who's, talking to? Who's Abaddon talking to? Who's so? If you're if you're uh, listening, man to with podcast, fingernail issues. If you're listening to a podcast, you're missing the backwards knees there, which is those the video that was premiered. It looks like people are thinking maybe Dark Mechanicus, possibly. What, what do you think? What do you think, Tech Priest? I think I think uh, Dark Mechanicus makes the most sense here. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. is clearly a possessed space marine that has a warp dust addiction, and therefore he has grown his fingernails long to easily administer the warp dust in battle. I mean, yeah. that, that's a very plausible theory, Seth, and I appreciate it. But no, it's probably Dark Mechanicus. Yeah, but I guess okay, you know, right. we, we will find out. So, if you're in chat, tell us what you think. I mean, we've been we've been trying to poll people for a while. Uh, I still think it's Dark Mechanicus. It could yeah, there, be- there's there's some votes Dark Mechanicus, but also yeah. Chaos Knights do have yeah. backward knees. It could be a oh. Chaos Knight. That's a good point, actually. That is a good point. Well, time and will it has tell. knee armor. Hmm. It does have <laughs> knee armor? It does have knee armor? Uh, more knee armor. More the knee army armor. with the most knee armor. Knee armor wins. 
<laughs> um, on a kind of different note, I got a really great email from from Vietnam, from Ho Chi Minh, uh, a store located in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, th- they're running a massive, um, you know, Age of Sigmar tournament, and it's kind of exciting to see this large tournament. This is the the Lord's War Game Company is hosting this um, tournament, basically on October fifteenth, and it just really made me realize look how big this hobby is right like obviously we live in america we tend to play against other americans and we know that you know there's obviously the lgt and some big tournaments in europe yep. but like there's tournaments in every part of this country which is awesome so if you happen to be in vietnam in ho chi minh city on october 15th maybe go check out the lord's wargaming company's massive age of sigmar tournament um seth do we want to jump into do you, did i tell you about the new products that uh Frontline Gaming's dropping. Did I, did Frontline I Gaming's dropping new product. Yeah. Well, so guys, uh, this is. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be sharing this yet. I did Uh-oh. post something in our in our notes. I don't know we, if our tech priest is prepared for I, this. I don't know if he's prepared for this. We have a brand new. It is. It is. We, it's, I added the photo in our slides. It's a yeah. brand. Oh, new, the tech priest. Wait, wait, wait. I got. I got it. I got it. I got it. So oh, first reveal, and I don't even know. I might get in trouble with Reese and Frankie at the office because I think we're they, not supposed to. They can't. They're they're over. They're over here in the desert. Yeah. 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 They're over in the desert. I'm in New Orleans. Somewhere around here, and you're way over here. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm totally safe. I'm totally safe. Yeah, you're good. Well, you're guys, right. the much beloved Frontline Gaming Hobby Box is getting another Ooh. release. This is kind of that amazing mixed bag of awesomeness that you get. It's like a huge it. surprise. They sell it very, very quickly. Um, kind of like our high roller package that you get at LVO, uh, yeah. except that we ship this one to people around the world. So um, we're going to be doing a little giveaway for one box, but then, of course, the rest will be going up for sale. And it's basically a mixed range of items that mm-hmm. uh, from a bunch of the companies that we work with that partner with us that sponsor sponsor you know the lvo that will be going up for sale next week most likely we're just kind of giving you a little right. teaser but you need to get it quickly because they do sell out kind of like high rollers yeah mm-hmm. uh the only other thing i really want to touch on is that we've got socal coming up in next week like it just it just showed up on us and i'm looking at the roster of like teams coming team xpc's coming uh mm-hmm. kenny from long Ward's coming up. a bunch of really uh good com- competitive uh groups are coming there to yeah. to roll some dice because this is kind of the big uh, last big hurrah before LVO. Um, and none other than, I don't know if you're familiar with the stinky banana. No, the salty banana. I'm sorry. Oh, the salty banana. Smelly banana. <laughs> the smelly banana. banana. Oh. The salty banana. Mm. <laughs> he was a, a former signals from the front line host. and he, uh, Alumnus, we call that. Alumnus. Is that what is Alumnus. That yes, it's an alumnus. And, and he, he, he is well be at SoCal. So quite a few awesome yeah. people going to SoCal. Wait, I think it's week. awesome that we get to say that he's the stinky banana, too. Which we, just we can literally- say he's the stinky banana. <laughs> you give me the salty banana. You give me the sticky. You know, man, whatever. Just roll with oh. it. It's, it's good. Man. I mean, it's have you good. salted a banana before? I'm sure it smells when you do that. I mean, do people eat salted bananas? Is this the thing? I mean, why are we? I don't even. I don't even know where the the nickname came from, but apparently, it's it's a thing. <laughs> it's an I official mean. company moniker, and that's all we need to know. That's yeah, all we need that's to all know. Oh, uh, and I, I I am just going to gently and politely ask for help. By the way, we need your help at SoCal. If anyone wants to help set up on Thursday, uh, we could definitely use a little assistance unloading the trucks at 1 p.m. at the fairgrounds, just because uh, there's only a few of us and we can't unload those heavy pallets. So yeah. Uh, shoot me an email at events at frontlinegaming.org if you are excited to help us or willing and, to help and us. And kicker, is there yeah. like something you give to people uh, when they help out as kind of a unique gift? Yes, but do we, I guess we, I guess we can share it. You can get a few really special limited edition staff only frontline gaming dice that only that we don't sell. You yeah. know, they're only given to people that that, that kind of. It's that little bit that. of swag to show that you're a little yes. bit extra. Yes, and, and and I might also buy some pizza and beer too if you're. you're yeah, that's so, <laughs> because that always goes a long way. And um, and the the event's going to be streamed, right, Kicker? 
the yeah. event is yeah. going to be streamed on, on what network? Tech Priest, do you <laughs> know what you network? Tell us, uh, Seth. Uh, yeah, why don't you tell us, Seth? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, it's clearly going to be over on the FLGN, guys. Yes. I, I, I mean, I don't know where else you thought it was going to be. It's yeah. going to be on the FLGN. Yeah. Are you Are you going to be helping with that with that crew remotely, Seth? I, I, don't, know. You jump on. I, you don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tech Priest, Ricky, will you be involved with this? Uh, I am involved. We're getting. I don't, all I don't know the, if you're taking the. We're t- we're taking the p's and q's, and we're, we got all the people in order. We got the commentary team. Uh, I believe we, we got Adam in chat. He's oh, be all right, great. We got the Falcon. The, the Falcon oh. is returning. Yeah, we got the Falcon, the Falcon is returning. Is returning and, oh man! And we have man. none other than Thursday show Dustin Henshaw. That's going to be oh coming nice. Cool, like cool, it. cool. So, so stay tuned for next weekend of the SoCal Open being streamed on the FLGN. Seth, what's happening in the FLGN this week, though? You want to give us a little rundown? Well, of course, we have the Thursday show, as always, previewing the the hottest and latest and greatest events coming up this weekend. But if you want to look at the at the week that has passed, uh, Grim After Dark uh, had another Valisode, um, and the Valisode has inspired, as you might notice, my Heffelfingers that I'm wearing. These yes. that's the official name for these glasses. <laughs> Is the Heffelfingers. Um, now, now Val felt he was wearing some Heffelfingers on air, and he felt that it really helped his professionalism. So being that he is our creative director and, and Servo Skull leader, I felt obligated to sport my Heffelfingers this evening uh, to support huh. his mission. I love yeah. it. You look extremely professional in your you, frontline gaming glasses. Those glasses give me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Those glasses give – how do they give you PTSD? Because I have to look at them when we're streaming events and it's like, oh, God. They're just glaring at you constantly. <laughs> yeah, they're just glaring at me. I don't know if he's looking at me or the screen or oh. – He's omnipotent. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our main segment, the title of tonight's show, How to Balance 40K. Um <laughs> And we're figuring it out tonight, guys. Yeah, you're we're not honestly. You, would you like to know what my notes say at this point? Yeah. Bam. You know? <laughs> That's it. That's Our it. plan That's is to talk it out with you guys. Okay, um, cool. We want to know kind of what your thoughts are. I, I pulled some stats here from the lovely Stat Checks website. Um, if our tech priest can bring it in, there Thank you go. Stats Boom. Check, yeah. um, Stats Check is a, is a great little uh, website and they're a great podcast. Um, and it's a great uh, source to get all kinds of this information. GW posted a, a meta watch video, which was actually very interesting because mm-hmm. it was what the, the lead 40K game designer talking about the importance of, of game balance. They posted win rates. Um, to give you guys an idea of kind of what you're looking at here, this chart has win rates on the vertical axis. So the, the, the higher in the image, the higher win rate that particular faction has versus the farther to the right on the image that faction symbol is, the more games have been played with that faction. So both win rate and representation in the meta. So for instance, cool. Necrons is the furthest to the right, meaning Necrons have the most logged tournament games uh, in this time period. So cool. that means you're most likely to run into Necrons. Now you look over here and you see a bunch of um, the Imperial uh, Fists and Crimson Fists and Raven Guards and Ultramarines down here. These are much more low representations. So if this is actually talk- a really good chart. Like I was yeah. like, oh, geez, another graph. I hate graphs. But this one's legitimately <laughs> yeah. now awesome. the the kind of the the teal bar in the middle. That's the ideal forty five to fifty five percent win range, mm-hmm. and those 
those kind of oranges or tan bars above them, that's 55 to 65. So maybe a little, uh, a little too strong. And then that, uh, 45 to 40, uh, maybe that two week range. Um, and obviously we have some way outside there. So looking at this, this data, and if we wanted to see how we could, you just give a quick like overview for people that are listening just so that they don't have the visual image. Maybe just give us like the top 10 or something, kind of give us the highlights. All right. Let me give you, so, well, looking at the graph, so our, our top, like, like, Forces of the hive mind has a way huge representation for or, or win rate at 69%, but they have a very low representation. Um, so which to me, that means we probably have a few really good players kicking butt, but yeah. not a ton of them. So if you look at the ones that have high representation and high win rates, that's Harlequins and Tyranids. Those yeah. are kind of the ones that are floating above the curve. Uh, Sisters and Necrons are also uh, pretty highly represented with a pretty positive win rate. Um, you have a few like... Uh, chaos factions that are also pretty high win rate um you've got tau kind of sitting at a high meta representation but at a 50 percent win rate um so they're they're seeing a lot of tau players but they're kind of right there in the even if you go to the opposite end of the spectrum we're looking at things like imperial fists crimson fists raven guard ultramarines that's like a lot uh, of space marines templars they're all on the low end along with admech um admech's also on the low end of the win rate um you know, and I'm, I'm looking through here. Guard is like right on the bubble at 40%. Uh, White Scars, Space Wolves are on there. So, you know, let's not, let's, I don't think we can accurately try to balance Guard. They're about to get a new codex. But yeah, that's not fair. If you look at the top end, there's not a lot that needs to be tamped down, so to speak. Leagues of Votan's at a 55%, but they, a lot of events aren't letting them run their, their full uh, codex yet because they don't have all the models released yet. Good. Um, so we might see that running up a little bit higher, but you know, it looks like in terms of things that need to get tuned down, it's Harlequins and Tyranids and the things that need to get tuned up are a lot of those space Marine sub factions and ad mech uh, and death watch need to get kind of that boost up. Huh. So how would you boost up power armor? And even if you get beyond them, you still have like dark angels and gray knights and salamanders. In fact, the only like, high placing uh space marines uh looks like to me we've got some iron hands and some blood angels yeah, blood that, angels. that have kind of pushed into that that low uh, uh teal band that 45 plus hmm. so chat tell me chat how do we balance this so so seth while we're listening for a few, looking for a few responses from chat you know i just want to throw out there's ways to balance right you can change rules or you can change points those yeah. are kind of the two big levers you can. You can also change the missions, I guess, overall. But in general, those are the easy, you know, ways to target a specific army. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of changing points because, like, what happened with Votan right now recently is points really go up, and then suddenly you can't bring all your toys that you spent all this time painting. Yeah. So I rather like I'm the kind of guy that like I want to play with my stuff really badly. So I'd rather you change the rules and make them kind of shittier, but at least at least get them on the table because yeah. I still can fit them with I, an I would not be surprised to see rules adjustments to both Harlequins and Tyranids so to push them down. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think, you know, you could do some points adjustments there as well. But I think even if you make them more expensive, like you could you, they make crisis suits more expensive with Tau and you still got guys like Tom Ogden just tabling people left yeah. and right. Yeah, yeah. Um so I think to an extent, we need to tone the rules down. Not necess- the, the points lever, I guess I'm going to try to say is I think the points lever is less sensitive than the rules lever in terms of affecting an, a performance of an army. Agreed. Yep. 
Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, chat. What, what do we got? We got anything interesting? Oh, we. I'll, I'll give you a hot take right now. Jordan cool, Cole cool. says since a lot of Space Marines are low, Armor of Contempt ignores the first two AP. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> I think that would be really rough for a yeah. lot of armies. Yeah, that's that's. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, I I do think it's. I listen. Uh, who's that? That was who wrote that? Who said that? That was Jordan Cole. Jordan, I think that's a great uh, contribution, but I'm like, ah, oh, geez, that's that's a lot. That's that's, that's going to be a. Uh, there's a point of diminishing returns with that because if I just shoot a, a regular old space marine with an AP zero gun, he's still a three up save. He's going to fail some of them. So there is a point of diminishing returns. Yeah. You could see some armies that are just end up spamming like no AP guns. Like Tau could just be like, screw it, all burst cannons, just that's burst it. cannons everywhere. Take a million saves. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but I, I think that's an option to boost them up. Um, I think. With Space Marines in general, I think you could probably turn down a lot of the points yeah. and see a lot more. I think, unfortunately, like some of the the supplements, they're they're fairly old and they're just not there's just not strong rules combinations for things like Raven Guard and Imperial Fist. So what, I think what, they would need a rules tweak there. What about just throwing this out there? I mean, and I'm just going to toss out there, giving them a five of fill no pain or maybe six of fill no pain. I don't know for Space Marines. I, that I don't know. Tougher? I don't know, like Army wide or like Space Marine wide. I think. You know, they have the, the the combat doctrine system and and maybe giving it, it used to be a very much like you start in Devastator, you can stay there as long as you want. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe tweaking that, maybe saying, mm -hmm. hey, if you're Raven Guard and your bonus applies when you have tactical doctrine, you can start the game of tactical doctrine. You can stay in it uh, for three turns. Yeah. You know, or, 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 or just something like that might be an easy way to give those armies some of that early game killing power where That's like. Yeah, Instead of having to wait for that turn three to get to their assault doctrine or turn two, at which point they've they've just kind of been trying to hide and not die for a few turns. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, a lot of the other thing to think about with and uh, Kelsey points it out in chat. Um, a lot of these older codexes, Guard and Space Marines, they were designed CP wise. When we had st higher starting good CP. point, very good point. Could we start them off with more CP? Would that be yeah. cool? So I think I think we could definitely look at some of the older books and say, hey, yeah, no, or not more CP, but just like go back and look at their strats and be like, you know what, we're gonna knock the the cost off a lot of these strats. A lot of these two CPs are gonna come one, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, I don't know if you you probably could give them a way to generate more CP. You can like, start off with, you know, if you have a chapter master in your army, you start with two bonus CP or something yeah, like that. Something um, so but simple, yeah. that would, that would open up a lot of combos for them that they don't have access to right now in the CP meta. Joel Atkins also points out that space Marine 2.0 has been rumored. I, yes. I, I've heard that rumor myself, Joel, but I don't know when that's coming. Um, you know, it, it could, it's at, it's not been anything in GW's announced, so I really don't think we're going to see it between now and December. Um, and I would be surprised if we saw it before, like you know, February or, or March of next year, um, just because they've got they've got to get uh, the rest of the Votan release out. They've got to get Guard out. They've got to get um, not Corn Demon Kim, but World Eaters out. Um, so they still got a lot of stuff to put out there, and and then get through the holiday season. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so, okay, we're, we're talking about Space Marines and we'll still be reading in chat if there's anything about yeah, Space yeah. Marines, but what about knocking down, you know, these high performers? Like, yeah, Carl I certainly did. think there's, there's like, we've been seeing, we, we don't have the data right now saying that Chaos Space Marines has been really strong, but we've definitely seen them get to a lot of top tables and, and higher up in events lately, LGT and the Chicago Open being the last two. And it might just be a case of we just need a few more weeks of data and then we'll start to see those Space Marine lists kind of yeah. hone into what they're supposed to be and, and 
bump up into those higher win rates. Mm. Um, I've I've personally played against a few of the the combinations, and I'll tell you, creations and bile army wide fight on death. That's pretty rough. Pretty rough. Um, so I think I think you could change that to like most of the other fight on death mechanics are you fight on death on a four plus. Yeah. or something like that so it's not necessarily reliable um you can't be like i'm just going to run my thing and it's going to die but then it's going to clap back and do a bunch of damage um jordan cole oh going back jordan cole pointed out um we could do something like give uh space marines free access to relics and warlord traits like before yeah. nephilim so that so maybe not turning down cp costs but just giving them free warlord traits and relics to start and, with and i want to say seth i don't know if you see our notes there one of the things i really wanted from this upcoming i want from this upcoming balance data slate is i want my free warlord trait and relic back across the board right like i just i think I, a lot of armies would like that back yeah, as yeah. an orc player you'd like uh, that yeah. i would very much like that so so maybe that's something i mean ideally everyone gets that back and then maybe you know these other factions that need a little boost get something additional as well like the two cp for having a chapter yeah. master or something like that yeah cool. so I, I think there's there's definitely ways to go about that um i think harlequins harlequins are, are a tough one because they've already tried to to adjust them a few times and they still they've pretty much always managed to still come out ahead of the curve um yeah I, I think Harlequins right now, they lose when they lose a trading war with someone. So, uh, you know, they, you throw an arm, a, a unit out, I throw an arm, a unit out. We keep trading units back and forth. Yeah. So I don't know what room there's left rules wise for adjustments, but I could see them being like, all right, just jack the points up on them. So they just have less assets, less resources yeah. for that yeah, trade. Even game. if it's just one squad less, you know, one yeah. boat less. So yeah. that I think that might swing a lot of those games. Tyranids, um, I, it's mostly Leviathan Tyranids um, is what we're seeing winning. Um, Kraken's also doing well, but Leviathan is kind of the, the big boogeyman that most most folks are running. And that army-wide uh, transhuman is just disgusting. Pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I certainly think uh, we could see some changes there, maybe turn it into like... I hate it for orcs, but when with orcs, it's um, a lot of times the the, the snake bite culture is if your strength seven or less, it's yes. transhuman. Yeah, and um, it really does kind of you know neuter it in many ways yeah. because you know sometimes yeah, it's totally relevant. But yeah, you know. so I I think that might be something to look at. Um, it might help uh, kind of take down some of those those monster builds and those T five spam builds. Um, I I think the other thing the with with Tyranids that probably needs a little reeling back. They have an obscene ability for mortal wound output. Yeah. Um, between their zoanthropes and their neuranthropes and all their psychic characters and their spore mines, there is a lot of ways from that to output mortal wounds that can be backbreaking to a lot of armies. Yeah. So and we have to do something to control that mortal wound output and their psychic powers because because we both we both know guard and chaos uh, horn or whatever world leaders those are not going to be psychic powerhouses armies that are they're coming not. to play they're not they're gonna and they're to, not yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna you know naturally bring those back yeah. down so, so we need to find something to to temper that yeah, that, so. that that stuff yeah well anything in chat what do you guys think um, getting, chat's talked yeah. about a few times about changing missions and secondaries i don't i don't see them changing missions and secondaries in a balanced data slate yeah. um, they might don't get me wrong i guess yeah. nothing's off the table but Generally speaking, balanced data slate has mostly been rules and points adjustments. So I, I think that's probably where they're going to try to go. Uh, I mean, I certainly, yeah, it's pretty obvious. If you have an army with really good secondaries, Necrons, Necrons, yeah, Necrons um, sisters, you're you're going to see really, really good win rates out of those armies. So yeah. I certainly think that helps them. Um, 
but it doesn't make them invincible. No, no, this um, is not a wish list. This is not a dream. This is not a hope. This is just throwing it out there. Would it be cool or good, or do you recommend it to maybe, 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 maybe just say you can only get one of your, I guess, codex specific secondaries as opposed to up I, to three? I have heard a rumor. Yep. That when those codex secondaries were being designed, it was under the notion that you would only have one codex one. specific one, yeah. and then you would have to take two generic ones. I think I would be very interested to play a few uh, a few of the the more um, abusive armies in terms of secondaries, play against them, and see how that feels. See if it really evens it out. It just it um, just it, Chad, it, have you tried that? Yeah, it does balance things out a little bit, right? Therefore, you've yeah. only got one in three. Of- you know, secondaries that they've got. Yeah. And, and I think most codexes have one playable secondary. It might not yeah. be fantastic, but it's playable. It's something, yeah. So I certainly think that's, that's worth a try. I'd be very interested in that. That's a, that's a pretty good idea. So I think that would be interesting to try out. Um, it might still be, you know, sake of argument. I'm orcs. I give up a kill secondary, yeah. whether that's assassinate You're or no prisoners one of those two, I'm going to give up a pile of it. There's just, there's no way to write a list around it or bring it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's definitely armies that just by their construction, give up a generic secondary fairly easily. So if I'm playing into someone like Necrons that has a good codex secondary and they're still locked to just one, I might still be in an uphill battle, but is that battle insurmountable? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Chat also points out that Necrons are getting a new army of renowned in the next White Dwarf. Yes, they are. Um, I am cautiously uh, concerned about that one. Yeah, I will wait to see what good? happens. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know if it's going to be good or not, yeah. but it's it's an army that already is winning really well. And so, yeah. I don't know. so in the past, let's just call it six months, the White Dwarf armies, for lack of a better word, ha, you know, have not been. Yeah. They, they haven't done a ton. Entertaining, but not. Yeah, so we'll Harle- see. Harlequins was was a, a great little supplement, though, when they got their like white dwarf supplement. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat's Ooh. Chat's saying it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's a pure destroyer army. Ooh, Ooh. Mm. is that been? Uh, have they released? I mean, that? destroyers are already a lot of some of the Necron lists out there. They're basically running tons of Scorp decks, and I've seen obsidians. Um, I've seen locusts and heavy destroyers. I mean, I've seen other things in the list: Silent King, uh, Immortals, uh, Tomb, uh, Tomb Blades, Tomb Blades. I was like, Blades, "What's the yeah. bike's name?" Tomb Blades, Scarabs. So I don't know if those lists will play as well without those elements, but they still could certainly play the game. Yeah, and you know, if we're, we're just talking about this, they could always just like really pinpoint out some specific offenders like Necrons. Hey, just remove yeah. one of the secondaries or butcher one of their secondaries so that they don't or, have. I mean, know, if we if we want to go crazy, kicker. Let's go crazy, dude. All right, let's go crazy. Oh, boy. There is, in previous systems and other games, other sports, a handicap system. Ooh. So you I mean, basically I, play I, I don't know that we have the – I don't know we have the de- – well, n- maybe it's not points for our army list building, but that was something that was done a long time ago in 8th um, Edition Fantasy when I was playing that. There was – the standard game was 2,000 points. Some armies were said, okay, for competitive play, you can bring 2,200 points. Okay, and cool. some armies were said, no, you're too good. You can only bring 1,800. So there there were army construction things that some people did. I think that if I'm GW, I don't do that. I just change the total points for your army. I just change yeah. the point cost per model. If I think yeah. your army is too cheap, I increase the points. Right, if I think your enough. army is too expensive, I decrease the points. But yeah. 
one thing that we could do is say, all right, Necron's got such an easy game. Necron's cap out instead of at 90 points at 85 points or 80 yeah. points, you know, something like that. Like you could try to do something like that where you say you just get you, you, you get a certain, you know, plus or minus uh, VP differential. Yeah. Um, Chat, what do you think about a, a handicap system? What do you guys Kelsey think? Kelsey says minus 15 VP for playing NIDs and plus 20 for playing uh, Space, Space Marines. Marines. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I like oh, it. I mean, I like that, that. that that might be a way. I don't know if that's necessarily the way GW would go because um, they have the option to kind of rewrite anything. But um, I think that would be an interesting way uh for community adjustment or um, if, if they wanted to go that way, cause they don't want to, you got to remember GW is always trying to appease both us, the competitive community, but also the casual narrative community. Um, so I could see them doing that where it's like, Hey, for these tournament missions, from here's the handicaps way, that yeah. each army get that way. The guys that are just having, you know, beer and pretzels, garage hammer, they're not, they're not going to have to worry about this. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, hey guys, <laughs> hey, what's happening? Hey, uh, my, my last point. Oh, I'm really loud. Sorry, guys. My last oh, point is um, demons got their FAQ today. They did. They did. Uh, and malefic weapons ignore armor of contempt because yeah. those space marine factions, as we see, were just burning up the meta, baby, or chaos, yeah. or chaos marines, um, All right, well. <laughs> or Votan, I guess. Um, anyway, um, also the the armor of scorn works now it's not uh, a, a meme thing right so yeah uh, you get plus one uh save to your uh demon save versus damage one that's super awesome so what do you think demons are gonna start hitting up uh the lights fantastic gear or what no because i could punch them real hard with orcs yeah <laughs> um i i think demons are good but i think demons do have some issues um they unfortunately just volume of fire seems to be a big issue for a lot of their, their units. And there are a lot of codexes out there with a lot of volume. Right. Well, now. And we more have, volume coming in the form of guard and Votan. Yeah, we'll, I, I know there's a few very accomplished demon players coming to SoCal. So that will kind of, you know, give us a good yeah, little, right. we'll see. Yeah, right. we'll see what there I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, Seth, you want to? Well, yeah. You guys were let's still paying attention the ITC, to that, but yeah, let's get into the ITC. All right, all right. Let me get let me get my notes back up. I I might have uh, might have had to you know adjust things on my computer. All right, there we go. I'm good. All right, so well, let's get into your ITC recap for the week. Uh, we have a new number one reclaiming the top spot is the the Jack of all armies, uh, Jack Harpster. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, is this, is this where we USA chance? USA. USA. <laughs> USA. Yeah. USA. Yes, there we go. USA. Um, number two, uh, bumping back down, Vic VJ. Number three, David Gaylord. Number four, Thomas Ogden. And sneaking in there at number five. Wow. An old familiar name, the boy king himself, returning to claim his, his crown is John. Where did, <laughs> like, seen him a where while, did he yeah. jump from? Because I don't yeah, think I've seen him on the list. He was like he was a, he was lower. Yeah, he was still in the top ten, but he was lower down. But uh, okay. he had the the scores for the Chicago Open have gone in, so that's pushed a lot of the rankings around. Um, speaking mm -hmm. of which, if you go over to our hobby track, you'll also see a new number one there. Ooh, cool. uh, this one is Matt Aaron, and Matt has a lot of of strong hobby scores. He's from the Death or Glory Club, but he also got his score in for uh the gw Open. where did this guy come from though he was not he's not been in the top five i mean he's been he's been down in the the lower ranks but okay. he just got like his his um 
his score for the Chicago Open kind of bumped a, like a much lower score out of his his top set of scores. Oh, okay. So yeah. we got a big jump from that. So uh, Matt did great there. Uh, number two, still Jacob Thayer. Number three, Dean Pritchard. Number four, Derek Page. And number five, another Aaron, but the opposite version of an Aaron, Aaron Kelman. Mm. <laughs> Sliding on down to uh, the AOS hop or AOS. Uh, Competitive track. Yep. Number two, Gavin Grigard. Number three, Anthony Trentinelli. Number four, Jeremy Vizier. Number five, Matt Beasley. Number, or no, it was number four. Number five is Ridge Hanna. Keep an eye on a few of those names because when we get over to the hobby track. Boop. Pause for effect. There we go. Uh, our number one is Robert Snyder. Number two, Ricky Fisher. Number three, Anthony Trentinelli. Number four, Matt Beasley. Uh, and number five, Jeremy Williams. So we have a few of the competitive guys. Sneak yeah. it into that hobby track over there on the AOS side, yeah. which makes me wonder, kicker, are the AOS guys just better at the hobby than the 40K guys? Mm. Yes. I don't see any of the 40K guys <laughs> Sorry, I, sneaking in to the, the 40K <laughs> hobby track. I just but, don't. Like, I don't well, see any of them. I, I would any really like to see that. Now, there are a few very good players for 40K that are also accomplished hobbyists. We've got uh, Sean Naden. Beautiful yeah. army. We've got um, but Sean's, Sean's well, kind of taking it off here. Well, you know? Yeah, okay. Stephen Box. When he goes to tournaments, he yeah, kicks ass, he does, and he, he has a beautiful freaking army. So they do exist in 40k, but I think it's just more um, profit. They're profit. they're the exception as compared to this being uh, the AOS yeah, yeah, yeah. rule. Yeah. All right. Well, well, AOS, we we tip your hat to you. Yeah, AOS is leading the way. Um, Seth, you know anything else in chat we want to talk? You know anything else that's critical? Yeah, that no, chat's doing? chat's been engaged tonight. It's been really fun. Um, they, uh, I guess a lot of guys know uh, Matt, so that's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's that's about it for us tonight, guys. Kicker, do you have any final thoughts for the evening? No, I I, I want to say that uh, Seth, you know, because of the wonderful chat today and all the comments, and we were taking notes, guys. We listened and we're taking notes, and and basically, I think we solved the whole balance thing for the world. So we, we fixed we fixed forty k. Yeah, high we just five, fixed forty k. Yeah, high five boom up in the air thank you chat we really appreciate it you know this is awesome we uh we basically solved the world's problems in about 45 minutes we're, so thank you guys i uh, would drop will... the mic but it would make your ears hurt <laughs> no but guys really the, the the chat here is super helpful we do pay attention and we, we use this to you know make the world a better place uh seth why don't you take us out man All right. well we thank you so much for, for watching this episode of signals from the front line have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys. Good night.